welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen today, we have Mr. Peter Pishki. Pishki. Let me do that again. Pishki. Did I say that right, brother? Uh, yes, you did. You got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Finally it. got it. All right. Sorry about that. So, thank you for joining us. Uh, you are a uh, well uh, accomplished individual. Um, you host the Happy Warrior um, Substack and podcast and writes for the Federalist. Uh, interesting work. I saw some of your stuff. So we're gonna. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're gonna chop it up. I disagree with it, but we're gonna chop <laughs> it up about being woke uh, and corporate America. All right, woke culture and corporate America. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about that particular subject. So if you would share your sentiment, and I would then opine. Okay, that's fair. Um, I think wokeness when it comes to corporate America, I, in my personal opinion, it's an overall a negative thing. I yeah. think not just for people who are conservative or may feel like the culture is against them. I think in general, it's a bad thing because wokeness covers up for bad behavior. Corporate America basically took it on post 2008. And then of course you had Occupy Wall Street. And basically the bargain was met was we're going to bring on some, we're gonna, we're gonna say certain words to make um, uh, the activists happy. We're going to do certain things. We're going to donate to the right people. And we might uh, put, a, forgive the term, put a few token members onto our boards. But now you can't complain about us. And unfortunately, the media and others have often followed through on that and being afraid to talk to these companies when they behave badly, when reform needs to happen. And so I think for um, Americans, besides like just how it affects our stories or how it puts people against each other, I think it, it gets in the way of a more honest conversation and uh, fixing problems in society, in corporations out uh, that needs to happen. And then we get all caught up in the, the diversity questions. Okay. Not that, not that diversity questions are wrong, they, they can often be right to have, but that's my opinion on this. What's your definition of woke? Do you know the definition? Yeah, well, okay, so there obviously is a little bit of the uh, you know pornography if you see it, but uh, would use Andrew Sullivan's definition where um, wokeness, as we see in modern America, is basically justified bigotry as reparative justice. We are taking something that was wrong in the past and we're trying to fix it by doing something um, with equity now. So that was like that was a derivative. That wasn't a definition. That was basically a person's opinion of how the application of woke is okay. used. That's one individual. Let me give you the actual definition of woke. Right. Um, so one definition defines it as alert to injustice in society or societal construct, especially racism. Now I want to ask you, do injustices happen in America? Yes, of course, all okay. the time. Are you alert to them? Many of them, most probably not. I don't. Okay, but you are alert. You, you when you see an injustice, you are alerted. That's an injustice. Yes, yeah, if okay. I see an injustice, right. of course, it makes me that, mad, it bothers me. I don't right, like great. it, I wanna see something right. different happen. So you are also adversarial to actual racism in America, correct? Correct, definitely. That, that means by definition, you're woke. Another definition of woke means alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. Are you aware that racial prejudice and discrimination exist in America? Yes, you're obviously. On the secondary definition of wokeness, third, 90% of consumers actually prefer to shop with companies that are an expression of their values. I'm going to submit something that may be contrary to the narrative of most. These companies mm -hmm. are not woke, brother. 
None of these companies are woke. What these companies are doing is catering to their base supporters. That's what they're doing. That's what companies have always done. And when you look at the, as you call it, woke culture, and you look at Coca-Cola, Home Depot, even the NFL, after they decided to actually fight against discriminatory actions, actually address systemic racism inside of their organization and in the culture, these agencies ended up making record profits during that fiscal year. And they continue to do so, Nike is included in that. Their stock prices were one of the highest of the year when they hired Colin Kaepernick, who was basically the poster child for wokeness in this country. So you can't make the argument that is not real because you just admitted these elements are real. You can't make the argument that they're not profitable. The science and the data shows it's actually profitable. And you can't really make the argument that it is somehow performative based on the reality that these companies make more money and they've been able to diversify their workforce. Now, should they, they do more? Yes, they should. Do some companies misuse it? Absolutely, I have an entire research background dealing with all of the promises that they made during Black Lives Matter and how they only fulfilled roughly 5% of those promises. So that's part of it too. What I'm saying to you, brother, is that we should not throw out the reality of corporations actually connecting to the sentiment and values of America because you may disagree with the premise of their particular belief. Because you do agree that corporations are able to have protected speech in these particular conversations, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, so what's the problem? The problem is much of it, unfortunately, is performative. There are definitely companies where they they are committed to it, and well, it seems actual. But for every so one of those, I agree. For Some every of one of those, you have like a a BlackRock or a Disney who will use um saying, "Hey, we're on the team" as a way so that they aren't criticized for their bad behavior. Disney, of course, you know, in one breath they would say, "Don't go to Georgia, don't film there." Hey, look at all the good things we're doing. And in the other breath, we find out that they're thinking, you know, the Chinese Communist Party and several groups that were running the concentration camps of the Uyghurs. And for some companies, it does work and people aren't bothered by it. For I don't totally know why, maybe it's because it's some things are more fungible than others. Like Nike is a, is a definite brand, it's a fashion, so people are used to that. But for Disney, this has totally backfired on them. Um, people, you know, and unfortunately, often what it does is it, it makes people think about, right? Which is, I think, some of what you guys want to do. But sometimes when you make people think about it, it, it creates division that wasn't there. Otherwise, if for a company like Disney that's trying to market to a general audience, you've now taken all these people that did not have an opinion and didn't care. And they were just like, all those people, crazy people on the right, they're well, just complaining again. again. And now, now actually, oh, you. you're gonna you're gonna do X or Y. Okay. Please. You know, we don't like that, but I could be wrong. All right, 90%, once again, 90% of consumers, and you can find this study from US consumers. So you can find this study, 90% of consumers, they prefer to shop with companies that are expression of their values. 75% would refuse a company that supported issues contrary to their beliefs. What we're finding is that consumers, sir, consumers, are more concerned about the actual policy stance of a corporation or the manufacturer of a product, etc. The vast majority of Americans say we care that these companies are expressions of what we believe. What, what does that also mean? That also means that there will be some like you 
who are against that, all right? So what does the company do? Should the company make a decision to say, well, we're just going to stay neutral, even though the consumer is saying, no, we don't want you to stay neutral. Only 11% of consumers say that their companies or companies in America should remain neutral. That's You're in the minority here, brother, based on the stats. So yeah, no, and those stats are usually it's the younger generation. So especially like Gen Z and millennials, they're much more to feel like they want um, morality as part of the package when they buy something. I would say one, whether it's totally popular or not, we do need a political institutions. We need neutral territories so that people both left and right, whatever their but philosophy, are corporations neutral they can come together. But yeah, no. wait a minute, corporations have been deemed people by the United States Supreme Court so that they could not or would not be defined as neutral territory. That's something well, they, you all- they, they have the, the right to do so, wait a minute. but that doesn't you change all push what I feel that. as their value brother. in the culture. Let me finish this statement. Sorry. You all push that on the conservative side. You all said we want corporations to not have to remain neutral. Now all of a sudden that the narrative may be antithetical to your conservative beliefs. Now you want corporations to be neutral. Which one do you want? I want people to be able to freely express, regularly express, they but can. as a cultural value. They can, a corporation can't stop And for that, just brother. getting along with other people, I would rather that unless they are dealing with something that is very political in nature, to be very careful about getting into politics or getting into the culture war. Because it's Jeff Foxworthy says, you get into this, you know, it's never gonna work out totally great for you. Because you're always gonna be Jeff making Wade half Wade. of the audience. Who said this? Who said this? Jeff, that's an old that's an old paraphrase of a Jeff, uh, Jeff Foxworthy. You you you're taking advice from Jeff Foxworthy on on uh, audience expectation and management. Yes, not on humor. <laughs> the man who said you might be a redneck if. Oh yeah, no, totally. Okay, I think he's. On, oh, look, you can you you, you can be on, a redneck man. and sometimes get something right. All right, you got to come better <laughs> than that next time, brother. But listen, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Fun debate. Oh no, thank you so much, it's my privilege. You're, I love watching your show, You're, you guys always bring up such interesting topics and great guests. I always learn something, so thank, thank you. you. Thank you for that, man, it's been a pleasure having you.